When I started this business, I had a pretty definite idea of what creative therapy was. It was things like sand play, art, movement and dance. But the more I think about it, the more I see creativity in many things that we do. I'm fascinated by a survey of three and a half thousand knitters who reported the same kind of benefits from their craft as I see happening every day in sand play and art. The knitters reported feeling more relaxed and less stressed. They had reduced levels of anxiety, and this is the one that really got me, a feeling of creative connection to tradition. So what does tradition actually mean? And what is the creativity that seems to belong to the past that we now think we've lost? One of my earliest memories is of sitting in front of the fire with my grandma crocheting. She would ask me about how my day had been at school and talk to me about her memories of being a girl in a fishing village in Northumberland. This expressive storytelling was lit by the flames and above hands that moved rhythmically through wool in order to create something beautiful. And today, what do I do for a living? I encourage children and young people to tell me about their days at school whilst we move sand around with our fingers and make clay pots. There is something comforting, tactile and eternal about this kind of connection. A comfort that we also try to get from box sets, but to me that's just colder and less personal than winding bobbins of wool in front of the fire. The psychotherapist Carl Jung went all around the world collecting stories that were passed on verbally, very rarely written down, and told around fires between generations. He saw something essentially human or archetypal about this access to the collective unconscious. It was the storytelling of the creative imagination. Jung also warned of the dangers to us as a species of losing this intimate connection. I really think we can only progress so far before our instinctual creative nature kicks back in. There have been waves of it before. Think of the paintings of the Pre-Raphaelites or the furniture of William Morris. They were connecting back to nature and the mythical in the face of the concrete industrial revolution. And creative touch has also come to our rescue before. World War I veterans suffering from shell shock, which we now know is post-traumatic stress disorder, were offered basket weaving and embroidery as a way of soothing their fragmented souls. Knitting became very popular in mental health units in the 1970s, and about 10 years ago, I worked in a unit where there were regular knitting competitions between the patients and the nursing staff. And now, in our post-industrial cyber world, we turn to adult colouring books and quilting to bring ourselves back to our senses. Literally. Technology can never replace the feeling of something real and organic in our hands and the smile of someone sitting with us whilst we do it. Indeed, sand play therapy was created by children who felt the need for that creative witnessing. I've been at a scientific trauma conference this week and been faced with the inevitable questions about the evidence base behind sand play. Part of me wants to get out all of my randomised controlled trials and dust off my slideshows, but I have to admit that a larger part wants to take my colleagues by the hand, light a fire and offer them a ball of wool.